Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, listeners. You have reached the Voices of the Cannabis Wars radio show. Well, we are determined to bring you the news right from the front lines. Um, and what I mean by the front lines is where where the bad things in prohibition are happening. Because I know we see still a ton of good stuff out there. It's legal in this state. It's almost legal in that state. Um, it's medical in this state. It's recreation in this state. And we see like this big thing going on, and it seems like everything's great. But in reality, those laws are putting even more people in prison. And that's what we report on is the prisoners, the, the courtrooms. What is going on out there with prohibition? Because Seems like it's over, but 2017 is here, and it's not quite over yet, so we still have a lot of work to do. So, Happy New Year, everybody. Um, we have a huge show lined up for you. It's a special, special New Year show. Um, we've got lots of beautiful voices you're going to hear. Um, you're going to hear from the first guest, which is Irma Allred, and she was in prison for 21 years, and she is just the happiest, sweetest person in the world. And I, we're going to find out, you know, what, you know, for 21 years she was in prison on New Year's Day. And for this is her second New Year's Day because she was released towards the end of 2015. So she's going to be able to come on and tell us what a full year was like not being incarcerated. And she is the sweetest person in the world. So I, just, I really can't wait for you guys to hear her. We're going to hear from her first. And then after that we're going to hear from Craig Cecil who has spent his 15th year of his life sentence for cannabis in prison. And he's going to be calling in from prison. He's going to risk going on lockdown in order to call our show to get his voice heard. We're going to find out, you know, what, what he expects to see happen in 2017. Um, hopefully it will be free, freedom for him. But after Craig, we're going to talk to George Monterano. George Monterano, same situation that, that um, Irma was in, except for instead of spending 21 years in there, he spent 33 years in prison. And he got out in 2015, and so he had a whole full year to do, you know, what he wanted to do, basically, besides what the probation um, probation officer tells him. But we're going to talk to him about what he, what he thought about 2016 and what he wants to see happen in 2017. Um, and that's his regular uh, Georgie's Corner segment. And then after that, we're going to talk to Amber Taylor. Amber Taylor's father... Thomas Landreth is serving life in prison for a joint. Well, Amber is so upset about that that her voice is huge because she wants everybody to know how this happened and what does the whole drug war have to do with cannabis. So she kind of puts a perspective on with her segment regarding the drug war and the overall um, prison scenario and gives us updates about her dad, but it's called Drug War 101 with Amber Taylor. That segment's going to start about 10 o'clock. About 10.15, we're going to hear from, again, another ex-POW who served 19 years of his life sentence in a state prison, Jeff Mazansky. And he also, just like George and just like Irma, he's been out for about a year. And we're going to find out what this year was like and what he wants to do in 2017. I mean, Jeff has done some amazing things for the state Missouri that he lives in. Um, and he's he's traveled around the country trying to end prohibition. So we're going to talk to Jeff, and we're going to we're we're just going to have a great great conversation with him. And then after that, we're going to talk to Michael Scott from Project PC. Project PC stands for Project Positive Change. They're a local nonprofit group up here in Washington. I know the members well. 
They're really good people, and they are trying to change the community in a positive way through education. And we're going to find out what they have planned for 2017. And then after that, we're going to hear from Tom Corby, who is a Human Solution Chapter Coordinator in the northern part of California. And he represents his group that he's part of through doing a lot of court support and prison outreach. And he's going to give us the current news. Um, he's got news regarding Eddie Lepp, uh, Dr. David Allen, who's one of our good friends on the show. Hopefully, maybe even he'll call in. I'm not sure. But we've got a great show uh, lined up for you guys today. And then after that, I'm going to do our special closing. We're going to do a rest in peace for, for some of our people that have died in Prohibition. But first, I have to introduce the other co-host of the show. Uh, her name is Stephanie Landa. And Stephanie went to prison for cannabis. And when she got out, she was like, oh, no, 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 no. Nobody should have to go through this. So she immediately, while she was on probation, started fighting to help the other people that she left behind. This was a, this was a while back ago. I'm not sure how long, maybe five to ten years ago or so. I'm not sure. But ever since then, she's, she, she did a group called Pop, And then after that, she started her own group called, well, they were both her own groups, but an actual nonprofit, 501c3, called Freedom Grow, where she raises lots and lots of commissary money for plant prisoners. And so she's going to be hosting the show with me. In fact, she is on right now, and I want to introduce her. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Anxious to talk to you. Um, but, yeah, I also well, want to mention my daughter Who's screening the calls? Um, Stephanie, what what do you got this month that's going on good? What what do you want to talk about today? Well, Freedom Grow sent a hundred dollars to fifteen different prisoners, and five hundred dollars to Feral Scott's kids for Christmas. Oh, um, Feral some important life. Yeah, somehow or other, the, uh, his name got taken off the Parents for Pot list for this year. I don't know. Some controversy went on, of course. You know, the prisoners are definitely not responsible because they're in prison. But anyway, something happened. So Freedom Grow decided that they could just not send it to some of the people that are in prison, but send it to these kids that were going to miss out on Christmas. So that happened, and let's see. I'm not doing any fairs lately because I'm uh, pretty tied up with my own son and going to visit him every weekend. And I went to another attorney and threw some more money at this one, and maybe some kind of writ will get Max out earlier, like six months early, so we'll see if that works. And that's Yay. about all that I've been doing. So for our listeners, um, Stephanie's son is in prison for cannabis. So that's it's really hard for her to advocate for all the prisoners when her own son is in there as well. Um, so let's talk about that. So um, Parents for Pot, they raised tons and tons of money, and they helped a lot of families this year, including my dad's business partner, Chris Williams. Um, thank you to them for helping so many people. And with the help from you and your group, it seems like a lot or most of our families who have parents in prison for cannabis or are got got help this Christmas. So, like, yes, yeah, 
Um, yeah, parents that's were taught so helped like forty families. Oh and, my gosh! Uh, that is, is amazing. You know, like it, the thing is that it's such a weight off the people that are in prison. Like for sure, they'd rather have their kids get the money than them. If like you know, if they had that choice the whole time, but especially at Christmas, you know, right. their kids are getting. And this year, you can still do it too. You can still go on Amazon for parents for pot, and there's a whole list of things. You don't have to just give money. You could just click on one of the presents, and then that present will go to those uh, people that wow. the kids uh, of the people that are in jail. Yeah, it's super super easy to do. You know, parents for pot made it very easy and. It should be easy. It's, you know, the time for, like, adopting a kid for a day. Well, Stephanie, we got good news. This In December, after since our last show, two of our really, really um, popular plant prisoners, we got so many of them, and two of our very well-known plant prisoners was released from the federal government and put into halfway houses, Eddie Lepp and Christopher Williams. Um, Ed Chris is from Montana and Eddie's from your state, California. And um, we're going to have Tom on later to talk about Eddie. But um, isn't that good news? Like, finally, there's a little bit of freedom. Well, both of them did all their time. So, like, they had to let both of them out. You know, it wasn't like, oh, yay, they're getting out. No, Eddie did eight and a half years. Chris did. I don't know, but uh, five years, five years. So I'm just saying it's like, yeah, it's great that they're getting out. Of course, I love both of them. I want everyone to get out. But be it known that they did do all their time. Right, right. They said their time. in California, yeah, he, he got 10 years. He did like eight years, eight and a half, eight and a half years. You have to do... 85% when you're in jail for the feds. Um, yeah, it's horrible. But the uh, the welcoming that Eddie got in San Francisco was all over the Internet, and it was really great. A lot of people went to the airport. A lot of people hugged him. You know, that's really big. I know when I got out, Sarah Armstrong came up to San Francisco, picked me up, brought me down here, and we walked into a restaurant with a dozen of my friends. And that was just like, wow. You felt so good. <laughs> like it's instant good, though. You know, it's like coming from prison to instant hugs. It's heavy. Well, we- <laughs> it's just. We asked Eddie, um, would he come on our show? And he said that when he got out, I talked to him, he was so excited. Everybody was so excited that he had news people from the movement and elsewhere following him and even followed him into the probation um, house, that he's halfway house that he's staying at. So he's unable to do our interview because they saw all that attention and they told him, you know, you have to be pre-approved for an interview um, and we have to be able to prove it. So we have gotten a letter in writing to his halfway house asking if we can interview him. And if he comes on the show, 
We won't be able to talk about the feds. We won't be able to talk about a sentence. Nothing like that because they don't allow it. But we might, we will be able to hear his happy voice. So hopefully soon we will have Eddie and and Chris Williams on the on on the line to talk to us. Um, but I am sitting here and we don't have our first guest yet. I'm waiting for Irma to call in. My daughter is screaming calls for everybody who is out there. And I asked her to rescreen this one, but um, she's not. She's also babysitting while she's doing it. So I'm just going to jump into this one call and see if this is Irma. <laughs> she 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 did it. And she said nobody said anything. She screened it, but um, let's just see real quick if this is Irma. I, I just talked to her on Facebook, so hopefully it is. Irma, is this you? Hello, welcome to the Voices of the Cannabis War. Okay, that was not Irma or anybody. Okay, here's another one here. I don't know. Well, that's a California number. Okay, here's one. I think this might be her. Thank you for calling the Voices of the Cannabis War. Is this Irma Alred? You know, I've got a really bad connection, but this is at Disney. I just wanted to let people know I spent Christmas Day with Heidi and Eddie. They're doing really oh, well. Cool. Eddie's very happy. Oh, cool. And news is really good. They're meeting with the probation officer early for a federal home inspection so that Eddie can get out of the halfway house early. Yes, Great that news. is good news. <laughs> Who is indeed, this again? Indeed. What is Christmas, you are? Christmas was amazing. It, there was about 15 cool. of us that gathered at Heidi Grossman's house. And we had a wonderful dinner. Eddie cooked. We had ham, roast beef, turkey, all the fixings. And it was a very peaceful, loving gathering. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you for giving us the update. We really appreciate it. In fact, if you're still on the line a little bit, we're going to bring you back on. Love you. Thank you. And thank you for calling Voices of the Cannabis. All righty. Have a good day. You too. You too. Well, that was refreshing, just screening a couple calls, and um, we got an advocate for Eddie on the line. Yay, go Eddie. Um, well, yeah, you guys, really. looks like um, <laughs> it looks like Irma is on. So I'm just going to introduce her again for all of our listeners who don't know. This woman spent 21 years in prison for cannabis. She's like your grandma, your neighbor, the sweetest woman in the world. Let's put her on, find out what 2016 was like. And hi, Irma. You're on live with Stephanie and Kristen. Are you there? Irma? Darn. Uh-oh. She says Irma, and I I clicked her mic, and she's not there. Oh. Maybe she's Irma, are unmute. you there? She doesn't know how to unmute it. Uh-oh. Irma Alred. Uh-oh, okay. Well, I've got her number here. I'm going to call her from my other phone real quick and ask her if she can hear okay. us. <sighs> She's really soft-spoken, but not that soft. Yeah, we should hear her. <laughs> Let me yeah. see if I got anything here. Okay, I'm calling her right now from my other phone to find out what's going on. Uh oh. Your call has been forwarded. Well, I am going to. I just um. Now she's not there no more. 
Well, my daughter's screaming another call, and we're going to hopefully, hopefully Irma will call back. Oh, there she is. There she is. Okay, she's back. Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to unmute her mic. Oh. <laughs> Good morning, Irma. Good morning. Can you hear me now? Oh, yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> we all, hey, of course, your sweet voice. 2017, everybody. Thank you. How are you doing yes, this morning? Uh, so far, so good. I woke up feeling extra great. Oh, that's Aww. so nice. How, the only th- so how was, how was the full year of freedom doing? Oh, my God. Girl, let me tell you, the most important and the best is getting to know my two kids. I got some oh. awesome kids. I did not know this. I'll tell you something. The system does not break your kids if they don't want to. I got awesome oh. kids, and I love them. I got, I, got, I got some crazy little baby boys. That's so nice. Girl, I have changed diapers. I have run with my dog. I have met new people. But I I will tell you, I still haven't gone out fully like I want to. It's it's just me. I still have my 10 years probation, but life is good. Oh, that's great. That's so great. I mean. No, you got my (sighs) heart just melting right now. (laughs) Oh, you, all, uh, uh, you ladies that raise money for the inmates for pot, it does make a difference. When the holidays are upon us, a lot of us are broke because we try to send what we can to families. Others don't, but you know what? In commissary, sometimes they sell some off-the-wall item that you can't get and you want to buy it so bad and you can't. And then, uh, and then you have this money in your books, and you don't know where it's coming from, because you don't know Aww. where it's coming from. They don't tell you, so you get all excited and stuff, and you're like, "Oh my God, I get to buy this!" So, on behalf of a whole bunch of the ladies, I know the ladies they appreciate it with all their heart, because I know I did, and I want to say thank you Aww. so much for doing that. Oh, thank Aww. you. I know I was in jail, and commissary was everything. It was just like, come on, I want to have something. And uh-huh. so when I got out, I just, I couldn't stand it. I just was like begging people for money. I'm still begging people for money. And they're giving it to me more freely than they used to, though, because I probably have yeah. made them feel so bad. And so, yeah, a lot a lot of people are getting like $100, which you can tell them that's like a lot of money in there. Yes, yes, it is, especially because, you know, in, in the federal prison, the markup is, what, 30% markup? So you're paying, like, double for whatever item you're getting. But if you want it, you're going to buy it, and they know it. Right. Another thing right. is, I don't have to be eating ramen noodle soups every day anymore. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's like, right. ah, I'm actually eating food, you know, and have dropped What's your favorite, what's your favorite food? healthy. I remember last time we talked to you, you you liked ice cream. Is that is that still something that you're that you get excited about after a year? You got that right. I'll eat it in the morning. 
<laughs> That's so funny. That's what I like and I too. I also I've been cooking for my daughter, my poor family. Ah, bless their hearts. Uh, and I have cooked some real good dishes and then not so good dishes. And they still eat and I'm looking at them like, uh, you don't have to do that anymore. You know, if you don't like it, don't eat it. So now they're getting oh, a little funny. bit more braver and like turning it down or going ahead and eating it and stuff. But I'm just having a blast cooking for them. And like I said, wow. getting to know my daughter. That man, oh my God, and my son. Uh, although my my son had to do a bit also in the state prison, he has grown up, and that's one thing that I want to thank God personally here because it's like when you do fall down, it's how you pick yourself up, and my kids have picked themselves up, and I appreciate that so much in them. They just don't know that I treasure my family a lot, all my crazy mm-hmm. family, okay? Because I got uh-huh. an awesome family. They're following their mama. Well, I do. Uh, I you know, that. picking yourself I, up. Yes, they are. I love my kids. I love the families around my kids. Uh, you know, <laughs> so I have to say that I must have done something right in my lifetime because I have been blessed with people like you guys around me and good people surrounding my family, too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so Irma, what what do you think about what what do you want to do in 2017, and what do you want to see our country? What do you want to see help with, like outside of you, like when you're personal, you're personally in 2017. What do you want to see happen, and then also as a nation, what do you want to see happen in 2017? I do want to see the laws change so bad for the marijuana. I want more medical marijuana being involved in people that are sick. I wish that uh, they wouldn't put so many restrictions on it because, for real, it does help people, especially some of our soldiers that have that uh, post-traumatic stuff that they get, you know, and stuff. And, And pharmaceutical drugs are really not all that for people. So I speak on behalf of medical marijuana that I wish the laws would change for that. Now, I did a lot of time for marijuana, and I also saw a lot of people that got off, you know, for doing, like, mean things to people, to other human beings. And I I didn't understand that. I hope that the laws change for that. I hate to say it, but if you harm somebody like a child or an elder person or something, you need to get punished for that, okay? And I'm all for that, you know, laws to change. Uh, and now that we're going to get a brand new president, I hope the man understands and looks into some of this because they all make promises, okay? They're going to do this, they're going to do that and stuff. And still, they're too busy, you know, just making themselves look good. Make the people look good for once in a change, you know? My God, it's not all about you. It's about who <laughs> you are supposed to have been elected to help. Just change the law. Right. right. And I want, um, I want well, to do myself. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's what I was going to ask. Him. So what about you? What do you want to do for 2017? Uh, I want to not be scared of my sewing machine anymore, okay? Uh, <laughs> all these laptops. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you, man, this, this, I, I got me a cell phone. I have been upgraded thanks to my daughter, and I'm doing real uh-huh. good with that. But you still got them laptops that give me a little challenge. Uh, I've learned a lot. I've locked myself out of a lot of stuff, you know. But 
technology is still new to me. I'm still tackling it, and I'm enjoying it now more. But I want to be the best at my sewing. I'm getting up on my game now. I'm, like, doing real, real good. I got my little sewing business, and I'm not getting rich, but I'm surviving. And I am so glad. And uh, for a lot of people that don't know, I did have some surgeries done. And I want to say from Tallahassee, Florida, I want to thank Dr. Matthew Lawson for giving me a chance to live more. He extended my life, and I want to say that publicly. You know, so if you yes, all ever go to him. Tallahassee. I want to thank him, too. Huh? Yeah, I want to really. thank him, too, because we, we, we love you, and anybody to help you out, we, we thank them. Uh, well, I want to thank you guys, too, but if you all ever cross around Tallahassee, Florida, drop a, a, a nice postcard to that man. He is an awesome man, and he still has the passion in his eyes to do miracles for people. Wow. Well, Emma, I just want to let you know that Craig Cecil could be calling anywhere between now and 9.30, so in the next five minutes, from federal prison. So if our interview is just instantly cut short, then that's that's why. But we want to talk to you up until he calls. So I just want to warn you that no, it could happen. No problem. No problem. I want to tell everybody, uh, stay fighting. We're going to win this war on drugs, you know. And just when you get out of prison, do positive things. That's all I have to say. And you ladies, thank you so much for all the positive that you put in us, that you invest in us, and we do return it in good. Aw, thanks, Irma. Thank you. <laughs> Y'all stop that now. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Um, and then, Irma, and what did you do last you. night? Huh? What did you do last night? Well, New Year's I Eve. watched a darn football game that I was so pissed off, Okay. <laughs> I, I, I love football, and I was so upset, but uh, I went to sleep. I woke up early, made myself coffee, pancakes, and started sewing a pattern for my table and stuff. I'm going to make some covers. So to me, that is the thing, sewing. Uh, you know, so I'm happy. I don't have to go out. I am happy just being out, and I appreciate everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool, cool. I well, feel like know. that too. <laughs> I appreciate being out in my house. Yes, that's the safest place. So you I guys, know. I don't know unless if you know that my mother, she went to prison. Um, while she was in prison, my dad died, but she she only went for two years. But she's been home with me now for about two years, and she 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 still loves it. Like she, she, she does what you do. Like you say, you cook for your family. I have my mom cooks for me and my daughter and she, she helps us out a lot too. So like I, you, you, you're, um, the way you are kind of reminds me a little bit about my mom and how she helps me out. It's just, it's really nice. Yeah. It's nice for us. You hear me? We appreciate all moms appreciate it when their kids take time for us. And uh, I know my kids take a lot of time for me a lot of time, and I have a lot of fun with them. I still pull jokes on them. They look at me like I lost my mind or like, oh, my God, mom's back, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, that's cool. That's the only way to be is to have fun with your kids in a positive way. And laugh Right, at them. right. Well, hopefully we'll be able to have you on our Mother's Day show. So that I think you'd be a huge inspiration on our show for Mother's Day. Well, thank you. You guys are a big inspiration <laughs> for me. Cool, cool. 
Well, Irma, is there any, anything you want to um, Is there I anything you want to mention? Everybody, I want to tell everybody Happy New Year's, and I hope and pray that everybody gets what they want. Just be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on our show. Um, we really love okay. talking to you. Stephanie, is there anything you want to say to Irma before we go? Uh, no, you don't even have to say it. You can just think it. You have to be careful what you think. <laughs> right. So, as far as thinking <laughs> and thinking and saying, you know, clear thoughts out there. Happy New Year to you and your whole family. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, Irma. Yeah. Thank you. Y'all be good this year. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you. Happy New Year. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, that was cool, Stephanie, to get to hear from Irma on New Year's Day. Very everybody inspiring. <laughs> I know, very I know. inspiring that she's home with her family and cooking, and it's very, it's very inspiring. Like, 21 I'm, years, like, I can hardly say it to tell you the truth. It's like, it's just choking to go, she, she went to jail for pot. 21 years. Well, here's the thing. I I believe she was sentenced to like 27, but she got out early because of, she got like a two point reduction. So had she not gotten that two point reduction all this whole last year, she would have probably spent in prison still. Like the things that happened and spending time with her kids probably wouldn't have happened if she wouldn't have got that reduction. So like she got out early because of it. So that is a blessing. My girlfriend too got a two-point reduction and is in Las Vegas now. She got out early. So she only oh, had to cool. do 11 years instead of nice. 18. Oh, my God. That's a huge difference. I, yeah, it's a huge difference, but still, it's so crazy. <laughs> 21 wow, years, yeah. 11 I years, know. 10 years. Like, God, anything, for any drug, anything more than 18 months is too much. I know, I know. Well, here's the thing. We've got Craig, and he hasn't called in yet. It's 930, and he usually, you know, this is the time. So at any point, we can get Craig's call. Um, and he's working yeah, on unfortunately, anything could be happening there. That's the unfortunate news. Well, ho- hopefully like, the other That's what drives me the craziest, I think, about prison is that I think about the craziest things when I can't get in touch with someone or they don't call me. It's just like start thinking crazy things because I was in prison and crazy things happen, like the most craziest thing you can think of. So when you don't hear from somebody, your imagination goes there. And a lot of times it's true. Well, we're one one minute past his normal call-in time. So hopefully the lines are just tied up there. I checked my email this morning and I didn't have any. He said he was really excited about the about the show today and he really misses it. And um, because we're only doing it once once a month now, so that um, is having an effect on Craig and the other inmates. I guess they they wait and they let him cut in the line and they wait around and make sure he has the phones just so he can do the show. So um, hopefully, um, well it's 9:31 now. So hopefully we'll get get to him real soon. I'm going to go back into my core links right now and see if he sent me right. another one, which he has. So. 
And the thing uh, is, things could happen there that we don't know about that he can't do what he feels like doing. I mean, right. when you're in prison, you ha- you do not have the power. The power has been taken away from you, and you have to listen to someone, so a lot of other beings that, you know, they don't know what they're doing, and all of a sudden somebody's leading you around. It's just, it's the strangest feeling to not be empowered anymore. It's, right. Um, well, it's 9.32. It Still not there yet. <laughs> well, the phones could be down. So many things yeah. could happen in there. It's just like, uh, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's amazing how many things well, can we've happen got, um, We've got George calling in at 9.45. So, um, uh, Stephanie, what do you want to see happen in 2017? Well, of course I want everyone about locked up for pot. To... Excuse me? Okay, so let's talk about what we want. Oh, yeah, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course I want everyone that's locked up for pot not to be. And I do want people to get out. But the people that are going to court right now, at least in the state of California, are getting out, are not going to jail, and are getting a lot of the cases dismissed and reduced. Like, we didn't, you know, really think that 64 was such a good idea, and or I didn't, and a lot of other people didn't. But it turns out that there are a lot of court cases that are going away. And, of course, that makes me think, oh, I don't care if it's, you know, whatever they call it. If there are people, like, getting misdemeanors and getting off, well, that's a good thing. You know, right. maybe my kid wouldn't have gone if, it was before they voted. I am definitely trying to get them out now because the laws have changed. I don't know if I can, but I'm trying. But there's not... Yeah, the pot thing is just... The the prejudice against pot beyond the laws is just amazing. They're going to find a reason to lock you up for pot because there's a lot of people that just don't like it. It's... Right. You know... Even though it's like alcohol, everyone likes alcohol. Everyone doesn't like marijuana. So it's very difficult to change the views of people that are determined to believe that it's heroin. Now, Congress could do that. They could take it out of their equation, completely out of their equation, and then people just... Mainstream people would believe it because Congress said so. Right, right. So, so Congress has a huge effect. Than, yeah. Other than that, I can't see how we're going to change people from getting locked up. I just can't see it because there's always going to be some rogue cop locking you up. Even if you get right. off in court, they still you still have to go through the bail and the locking up and the degradation of being strip searched and just everything that goes along with it before you go to jail. And so if if we had Eugene here, you know what he would say? 
Basically, we have to be scheduled. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that's what I'm saying, that Congress has to change its mind, which is not going to happen because it's not, it's not going to happen soon. At least I don't think so. You know, I mean, it could could happen tomorrow. I mean, the president right. could just decide, you know what? I'm going to do this on my way out. Well, good job. Right. But well, Stephanie, it, we've got somebody on the line who wants to talk. I don't know who it is, um, but it, the, 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 it says that they want to speak to us about Craig Cecil. So I'm going to put them on oh. the line. Yes. Um, I'm going to put them on the line and find out. Um, I don't know if, who this is, but we're about to find out. Hold on, I'm unmuting it. Good morning, and you're live on Voices of the Cannabis War with Kristen Floor and Stephanie Landa. How are you today? Fine, uh, thanks. Uh, and yourself? I'm good. Who who are we talking to? Uh, this is Mike Harris here in California. Oh, cool. Hi, Mike. Yeah, hi, Mike. Uh, hi, Stephanie. How are you? I'm good. Long time no see. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's been a long time. Um, yeah, I'd like to uh, make some uh, comments uh, regarding uh, Craig if he doesn't call in right away. Yeah, he's um, he was due to call in about five to ten minutes ago, and he hasn't called in yet. So we are getting worried. I just sent him a core links message. Um, he probably won't get it right away or anything, but um, he has not called in. So we are we yeah. are worried. Um, do you do you know anything? Have you communicated with him? You know if he's okay? We I heard from him uh, yesterday and he was fine. Oh, I, I can't speak to uh, him not calling in. I don't know the what, what's going on with that. But um, as your listeners may or may not know, that he was denied uh, clemency this year, while that there were so yeah. many people that were accepted for it, and um, mm-hmm. there was a bit of shenanigans, possibly, I would say, a mis- uh, prosecutorial misconduct. Um, that was happened uh, in Georgia between, I guess, a public defender and also a, a prosecutor that refiled and opened his case, which had been closed for 15 years. Uh, he had made no appeal to open his reopen his case, but apparently, unbeknownst to Craig, um, a prosecutor did, and which squashed hmm. his um, appeal for uh, clemency. And so that... Um, as they probably were thinking that it would go largely unnoticed because this is just a, a, a federal convict that uh, they assumed that everybody largely has forgotten about. Well, that really wasn't the case in, in Craig's uh, instance. That um, The Washington Post on December 2nd wrote an article including Craig Cecil in it, which got um, wide reviews. It also included Farrell Scott, who was also denied clemency. And um, through the Human Solution, uh, Becca, our, your friend, also wrote a, yeah, a, a nice article in our piece that we, we shared to the uh, a Facebook page that I uh, administered. And we've got um, close to 35,000 people that was reached with that one. And that um, that people are really becoming aware with about that is cool. That's a good job to you guys. Good, good job to you guys. That that is awesome. That get the voices out and be able to get people to hear that. Good good work to you to you and Becca. That is that's cool. That's cool. Well, it it, it isn't just us. It's uh, everybody. All you guys. Of the, 
uh, the, the Can Do uh, Association right. is doing it. The November Coalition with uh, Beth Curtis, uh, the um, other uh, I organizations. I love them. Yes, and, <laughs> and, it, and also uh, the Coffee Party has now got on board with um, working on this. And the CEO, when he heard Bobby Rodrigo of the CEO of the Coffee Party, who is where the Human Solution is partnered with, uh, he cool. was just inflamed about it. Now, now Bobby has a, um, a business law degree. He's not a lawyer, but he is a member of the Bar Association, and he sits on quite a few boards in Washington, D.C. And when he heard about it, um, uh, it really lit a fire underneath him. So he's uh, been in touch and working with um, not the uh, pardons um, attorney, but the uh, apparently the, uh, uh, the people in Georgia that allowed this to go you know, under the radar. So, you know, there's a good chance that um, the the people that did this that lied and falsified Craig's signatures on these um, uh, documents who claimed that he was a third-time offender, which which wasn't true because this is the first offense he's ever been convicted of. So they, they falsified no. documents. Uh, and it's, it's, it's prosecutorial, prosecutorial misconduct, which could warrant him a new trial. I mean, he never actually got a trial. He, he oh, my gosh. Can you guys imagine if Craig had a trial? Can you imagine the support and the what? I mean, that. oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if Craig went, got to go have a new trial? That would be huge. Well, uh, that's that's kind of a catch-22 because it still would probably be a, a, a federal charge, which he – and, you know, the um, the – the implications of it could be that he could be, you know, nothing would change with him. But, you know, the, right. the irony of all of it was that he was um, charged with, I guess, 1,500 pounds that was uh, in a truck in Georgia. And the, the all the people that were involved in his case have, have been out of prison for years now. It came close to 20 people. And the, the, um, the Craig's first attorney, unbeknownst to Craig, was also representing the informant from Florida. So that there's a real major conflict of interest in that, and that was uh, covered up as well. You know, so the whole mm-hmm. thing really stunk of um, uh, uh, entrapment. Wow. I know. You, oh. the, the more you know about it, the, the, the more outrageous the worse it gets. Yeah. Now, Craig was... Um, Penitentiary in Illinois because of the uh, the um, um, how uh, Illinois was uh, treating their prisoners. Yeah, they, well, no, they 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 uh, basically um, the warden had him removed from the prison and he was transferred because um, Craig was uh, exposing that the fact that uh, these prisoners were going six months without any kind of dental care. When in fact right. the dentist and the office was still getting paid to treat um, prisoners, but no prisoners were being treated. And you know, as as Stephanie knows, that um, these things go largely unreported. But when there's a prisoner that starts getting national attention, you know, things start to change. Wow. Well, yeah. good job for you guys. What... Well, anyway, I hope that. Uh, Craig is able to call in, and I just wanted to make some comments on that. And, you know, there's there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes, and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, something will come of it. 
Well, I think, Mike, that you are such a good, strong voice for Craig, and he really, really is lucky to have you in this corner. I mean, he's lucky to have all of us in this corner, but especially you because you keep track of the details, and details are very, very important in Craig's case. So um, for you to know all that and be into it, I mean, you really are going a, a step above all of us as far as, um, taking extra, extra time into Craig's case. And we appreciate you coming on our show to help us out when Craig couldn't call in and to be his voice. That that means a lot to us, and I'm sure it also means a lot to Craig. Um, Mike, for 2017, what would you like to see happen? Um, <laughs> well, I know you want Craig free, I, but uh, is there anything else, like, well, it's just wishful thinking, I suppose, you know, but I don't, I don't like Stephanie, I don't see anything really happening soon. I mean, the, the momentum as far as public perception is clearly on our side, but unfortunately the powers that control all of it are still, you know, have, you know, a, enormous sway. So it's still an uphill right. push. All right. Well, um, thank you um, for coming on, and thank you very, very, very much for being that voice for Craig. I know he's going to, I'm going to let him know that you took his place today so that his voice still did not go unheard. So that's, that's really cool of you. Thank you. Yeah, and well, thanks for the education. On his right. For well, sure. Well, you're, you're well, you just educated me. I, I feel highly educated at the moment. So <laughs> thank you. I do. Right. Well, you guys have a lot of things uh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, and there's a there's still a lot that uh, most people don't know that um, that the informant um, he was uh, in custody the whole time all of these arrests were going down, but the federal government implied that he was out, and documents of the man that was arrested in Florida, um, uh, McDermott uh, Lyman, was um, had went on record in a, a federal document stating that it wasn't. Um, informant uh, but his father that actually made the, a handoff in Florida and neither of those people are in jail and the father was never uh, charged with any of this and the mm-hmm. fact that it was covered up that the former federal prosecutor that was Craig's attorney was also representing these people in Florida wow yeah I know wow mm-hmm. we need more ditches all right. Well, um, thank you for calling wrong, in. We're gonna. The wrong people that. are in jail. Yep. Yeah, really. No victim, no crime. Uh, All right. Well, have we're a, gonna go a on. Great, uh, happy New Year. Thank happy you. New happy New Year. Thank you. All right. Are you guys that? that thank you. That was Mike Harris. He is a representative from the Human Solution International, and, and they believe that nobody should go to jail for a plant. Um, next, we're gonna go to our next guest, which is. Uh, oh, he's such a good man. He spent 33 years of his life sentence in prison, and he was released, okay. I believe, in 2000. Yeah, 15. 2015. So he's had about a year now, 2016, um, to be free, and he has he's done some amazing things in 2016. But we're going to find out um, what he what he has planned for 2017 and what, what his most memorable moments of 2016 are and what he's been up to just this whole month. This next guest is George Monterano. He's going to join us with his uh, regular segment, Georgie's Corner.
Good morning, hey. George. You're live here, Kristen, Kristen and hey, Stephanie. George. Hi. Good morning. Hi, Michael. George. All Hi. right. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, good afternoon, East Coast. Good morning, West Coast. And uh, <laughs> yes, this is this, this is the new year, uh, and it hasn't stopped much for me because uh, what I've been doing is basically paying attention to others. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm uh, parked out uh, of uh, a facility to see someone that's uh, suffering from mental anguish. And um, she's a mother and a good person, but uh, life has brought her down to her knees. So instead of going to uh, the New Year's parade or anything uh, with uh, uh, alcohol or any kind of... Uh, a delightful setting, or you know, Philadelphia has the most famous Mummers Parade, uh, which I was invited to uh, uh, two different locations of suites overlooking the the route of the parade, and the suites would have had all kinds of food and all kinds of drink and uh, cannabis, which I I can't get into yet because I'm still probation. Imagine that. You know, only thing I really enjoyed, I never was a drinker before incarceration, was cannabis. Now, of course, I didn't do it during incarceration, which cannabis is in many, many prisons. Due to the fact I didn't want to, uh, I was such a, I don't want to hinder my uh, my role model a legacy in prison and, of course, out of prison. But anyway, today I'm visiting someone, again, that life has brought to her knees. She's a wonderful person. So that's uh, basically what I've been, types of, types of things that I've been doing. I've been doing my public speaking uh in uh, the last year and uh, trying to establish things as a writer now. Things are starting to look well, starting to get more busy, more busy. And uh, you, my personal philosophy is stay your course, course and uh, all those uh, you know, poor souls still languishing within in there. Uh, you know, we have a lot of good people that are staying the course and hopefully you get uh, more and more people uh, to listen now, we got to see where its way this administration's going. Uh, right now, I'm waiting to see who's going to be the new appointed director of the Bureau of Prisons, and then I'm going to try to make some professional overtures uh, through proposals to start speaking. I want to get into the federal system so I can speak, and I believe if I can do that, if I can get at least a half a dozen prisons under my belt, federal prisons. Speaking, maybe, hopefully, I can get in front of a congressional subcommittee that uh, that handles the funding uh, for the Bureau of Prisons, and maybe get be able to speak and make some changes on that level, because a nonviolent first offender, drug offender, should not should not be incarcerated. There's a, there's a way out, way out of uh, 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 types of sentencing programs that they could have. So, again, we just have to stay the course and. You know, we're going into the new year where there's still uh, men and women languishing in, in prison for weed and, and, and crimes of that, uh, you know, lesser, should be lesser punishment order. Kristen. Well, George, wow. um, I think, like, when you, you're talking about making all these changes with the in the prisons and all that, and I, I think you have the power to do it, and I think you can do it, and I, I, I can support you in any way you need our help to support you, but I think that would be a good way to advocate for, for those prisoners. I definitely think that your voice is extremely strong, and I admire well, you for, for doing it. 
Yeah, I'm starting to meet the right level of uh, uh, of uh, financially uh, established people and their entities. You know, you have to get to that that, that plateau. Uh, you know, with the billionaire plateau. Once you get to the billionaire plateau, which I'm I'm, I'm on the fringe of it, then you can probably make your inroads in Washington. And uh, I'm all I'm not. All I want to do is be able to speak, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, I let them listen to my reasoning. You know, we go to Washington. Basically, it's a cost factor, and I think this administration is going to. So we just have to keep, you know, staying the course. And you, you stay the course by like today. Uh, you, you were about the first uh, good people that uh, I let know what I'm doing today. But I'm sure by next weekend. Uh, it'll get around. I won't. I won't put it up on my uh, uh, my websites and stuff like that. But it'll get around word of mouth that you know what I did on my New Year's Day. So you just try to do little things, and you know I think little things it can accumulate to become uh, you know a mountain of good things that can bring you to like I said. I'm trying to get to the level where I can address all that. But I'm living example that. It was a waste. It was an absolute waste of uh, taxpayers' money. Absolute waste. And uh, so we just have to stay the course, girls. Christian. Yeah, I I think the same thing. And I I also think that the prisoners in there really need to hear your voice. Like those prisoners are like they they need to hear you speak in prison to give them the hope that they need. Yeah, well, I just have to give my history of, uh, like I said, I'm very proud of it. I, I don't know if I spoke it on the radio show. I, I spoke at the Warden School of Business three weeks ago, and that's the most prestigious business school basically in the world. And, uh, wow. The University wow, of I'm impressed. Good job. Yeah, it's up on my fan page. You can see me speaking a few weeks ago. Anyway, it was a professional film company filmed it, and we're getting that promo out and to the right entities. But anyway, I'm very, very proud of that because no one from my type of background has ever spoken at that college since it was, uh, you know, a couple oh, hundred man. years. So I made history there, and uh, and now I have what you call, uh, we have a think tank group with the students. Uh, the, 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 what I have learned at that, that particular college here, it's not much. It's not uh, not much so much the board of trustees. It's not so much as the staff of professorships. It's the students. They have the student curators at each entity. Now, in other words, the Wharton School of Business have selected students that, that curate things, uh, programs. So I didn't know that. Mm. Learned that that students, student, you know, you're talking about students that spend an awful lot of money tuitions, a very very expensive school, but at least. They have a voice of what creative programs should be brought there. And now uh, I have what you call relationship with the curator students and uh, something I learned. And now I'll try to, uh, I'll try to align, align myself with other colleges uh, and wow. doing that, uh, that type of stuff. So we just got to keep going, girls. And, you know, I want to get out west. You know, I want to get out west again. Hopefully uh, some speaking engagements will arrive where I can, I can get out there, but uh, you know, everyone. I'll wants pick you up speak. at LAX. Yeah, everyone wants me to speak. Yeah, I could pick you not... up. I could pick you up in SeaTac. So you got you got you got uh, California and Seattle covered. 
we're, we're all good. We're all good. We're all staying the course. We have, uh, you know, we're not forgetting those that, that fought the good fight and not gone, like Gene, and there's, uh, there's others. And, and, and we're not forgetting those that are languishing in there. And uh, any families that are listening of those that are incarcerated, please, please, uh, it's very, very important, which I actually designed the class, your community connections. You have to keep up with your community connections uh, by you know, preparing a nice, uh, a nice uh, laid-out hardcore letter and getting that out. I always get your letters out there. Uh, I made it a business to get X amount of letters out a month, and from that I made myself known to the world. Nicely by hard copy, mm-hmm. and then uh, the advocate groups like uh, you guys. And these guys didn't know know about me until I reached out. So I got I letters. To, I would love to see you know students, students, prisoner students, by the thousands. You know, build up their community connections. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that eventually, uh, right now, slowly the surmise that convicted felons could vote. California is one uh, that I know of. I don't know about New York, certainly not Pennsylvania where I'm at, but they, they're looking at it. And once, once the 50 states have uh, where federal prisoners can vote, then we want to join. We want to join to become a, a voting block of all the ex-prisoners and their families. You know, once we have the numbers, once we have the numbers to create a voting block, you know, large numbers, and then, 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 uh, then I can get to ask to speak at many uh, uh, senatorial or congressional subcommittees. You know, we have to we have to present ourselves in a different light that we are still people, and we're, we're, we have some intelligence, and we should be at least listened to, at least listened to. Girls, here, wow. here. George, I just want to just, you know, we've got three of us on the phone, me, Stephanie, and you. We have one person that used to host the show with me, Eugene, who is not here today. Um, but he he's, he is always dedicated to this show and always wanted to make sure it works. So, you know, I want to thank you guys for helping me with the show since Eugene's been gone and for still coming on. And I know 2016 – it, it it was so good and it brought so much so much things and it built up so much but we lost Eugene but Eugene left such an impact that 2017 is going to be he's going to be in 2017 whether he's physically here or not and I just want to say rest in peace to Eugene and I'm really excited to go into 2017 with you guys and um, happy New Year's. All right, thank you, thank you, girls, for having me. I'm always there for you. Thank you. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna meet up soon. Uh, hopefully, it's some kind of a kind of, kind of entity or some kind of event, and it's all good. You just have to stay okay. strong, stay the course. Well, yeah, it's about to be springtime, George, and stay the course. In springtime, um, that's that's um, what happens is all the hemp fests and all the events all across the country. They do their thing, so I'm I'm sure we'll see each other very soon. Okay, girls, thanks for having me. Thank you, and love you, George. and take care, take care. Reser Gent, Reser Gent. <laughs> thank you, thank take you. Care. <laughs> All right, love you. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
this is he's Hard so cute. To say goodbye. <laughs> I know. Isn't he cute though? Like he's just so sweet yeah. and inspiring. And I met him, Stephanie. I met him face to face at the Seattle Hemp Fest this year, and he, his just being next to him, I swear it does. It does feel like you're standing next to an extra ordinary person. He does. It doesn't seem real. Yeah. He just seems so, he's so beautiful, and it just radiates like crazy. He's he's just, he's just so special. That's he's so, so special. Cool. I got pictures. Yeah. No. He he should yeah. be a person. Special. Um, I will. I'll pick him up at LAX. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. I I wish I could be there, but yeah, I do know he's coming to Washington soon. He he has been planning a visit. So Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Here, I'm just gonna pull Mindy on to say hi real quick, just real quick, because we got Amber on. But I'm just gonna say hi, Mindy. Hi, Mindy. Hey, hi, Mindy. Uh, happy New Year, guys. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. We love you. We love you. Mindy, if you're still on, I'm going to pull you, pull you. If you're still on, I'm going to pull you pull you back in in a little bit, but I want to say I love you. I'm thinking about you. I see you on the line. All right, my phone might die, but if I'm here, if I'll not, be there. Okay, okay. Talk to you in a minute. Bye. 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 You guys, that was Mindy Griffiths who actually helped helped us with the show today and is helping us with future shows. She was a, a older co-host um, but she doesn't have internet, so it's really hard. She's in a town that doesn't have much access to internet, so it's really hard for her to do it on Sunday mornings. But she's still she's still in the picture, and that was her. Um, next, um, it was crazy because I just got a message from from Lance's mom, Tracy, and she's like, "Free Thomas Landris, under text message, free Max, and free Lance." Oh. One dream, one team. Yeah, I just want to say, hey, we love you, Tracy, and you're in our heart. And Hi, so Tracy. <laughs> yes, freelance, uh, Yeah, and you guys, next we're going to go to Amber, whose father is serving life in prison for a joint. She's going to do her segment. Her segment is called 101, uh, Drug War 101 with Amber Taylor where every week or every show she comes on and she lets us know how this happens because people are like, well, why? And so she shows the bigger picture, how the drug war is incorporated with the cannabis war and how it happens and why people are in prison. So um, we are going to get her on and find out what she's talking about this morning, how everything's going and what's going on in 2017. Good morning, Amber. You're here with Stephanie. Good Christmas. morning. Good morning. Hi, How are y'all? Oh, well, good. <laughs> good, good. Bless you. Well, I just Bless lit you. my joint, so I'm ready to go. Go, Amber. I'll light mine. <laughs> All right. So, drug war one on one. Well, we're <laughs> sessioning together. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so, Me too. 16 has been such a huge year. There have been lots of accomplishments. On November 8th, eight states legalized marijuana for either medical or recreational use. That's huge. We're closer to all 50. Proposition 64 in Cali was huge. It took the marijuana laws in place to a new level. They'll regulate Mary Jane just like they do alcohol. <clears throat> um Possession of up to an ounce 
of recreational is now legal in Nevada. Massachusetts, you're able to possess up to an ounce and you're able to grow up to six plants. Um, Maine legalized rec for 21 and older. Florida passed um, medical uh, marijuana and Arkansas was huge as well. I thought Arkansas would never come around. Uh, to tell you the truth, I thought Oklahoma would be before Arkansas, but now Arkansas has legalized medical marijuana, and they're starting to put caregivers in place, and it's looking really good for Arkansas. Or there's a lot of groups that have been helping a lot of people in 2016. The Colorado Medical Marijuana Refugees is offering a free How to Extract Cannabis Seminar January 28th at 12 p.m. If you move to Colorado from any other state to get legal marijuana, you can come in for free. If not, it's for a small donation. It's in Denver and Colorado Springs. They also just ended their penny they're a penny for an ounce. So these guys um, partnered up with Live Well Dispensary, and they gave all of us medical marijuana refugees an ounce for a penny for five days. It was really what? cool. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Yeah, so I went for all five days, and, and I got five ounces for five oh cents. It was the best present ever, yeah. It was really awesome. It was a blessing. And they also gave us food for um, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and now they're doing another food giveaway on um, January the 7th. So it's a great resource for people who have moved to Colorado for the purpose of treating their children or themselves with medical marijuana without the fear of getting incarcerated. Um, wow, that's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're great. And then just the people that are involved in it, like, it's a blessing to be in a can- cannabis community like this. And then um, my nonprofit, No Jail for Drugs, is um, doing the Give the Homeless a Great New Year Start today. We're going to go down to downtown Denver and pass out blessing bags with food and soap and toothpaste and me and my kids made a few blankets to give out and a few scarves, so we're going to do that today. Oh, um, Yeah, it's, it's really cool that in Colorado, you you can incorporate your children in things like that without the fear of them going to school and say, hey, I helped with um, a nonprofit organization that happen to say no jail for drugs. You know, if you're in a southern state, CPS might be knocking at your door. But here in Colorado, as long as your kids aren't exposed to um, the actual marijuana or anything like that, you're allowed to talk to them about it and educate them about it without fear of incarceration. So wow. Yeah. Um, those are all great things that happened this year, but there's still many, many people that's incarcerated for cannabis starting in 2017. I just wanted to mention a few names. Thomas Landris, Chris Martin, Lance Glore, Rick Worshi, Lee Carroll, Natalie DePrius, Max. I tried to get Max's last name from Mama G, uh, Lance's mom, but, but she didn't message me back. So, Max, I don't know your last name, but... We're out here for you, brother. 
<laughs> that's my kid. Max is oh, my kid. Okay. Well, hey, Max's mama. <laughs> he, he just wants his name out there to be Max. Awesome. So. Okay. Well, there we go. Max the man. <laughs> that's what I'm going to start calling him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I wanted to um, um, touch Amber, on. I just want to mention to you, I just want to mention to you um, next, next mm-hmm. because you mentioned Chris Martin, um, Mindy has arranged for his wife to come on our show next month to talk about his getting released and his, he's getting out next month and his he's going to be on the show the month after that. So stay tuned for that. Shut but, up. That's so exciting. Yes. His wife is yes. such a boss lady. Like, like, really, <laughs> like my husband was incarcerated for a year last year and the toll that it took on my family was unimaginable. And this lady has taken this like to a whole nother level. Like she's not stopped fighting for her husband since the day they took him and and their oh. son and their business and everything is just such an inspiration. So shout out to the Marnie family. For sure. For yeah, sure. They're, they're very cool. Yes, they are. So um, mm-hmm. uh, what I wanted to touch on today um, is what is the definition of an activist? An activist is a person who campaigns for some kind of social change. Anyone can be an activist. You can write a few nonviolent offenders. You can sign a petition. Um, Four petitions that I've signed on change.org have actually helped people. So it's not for nothing. When you click and sign, it's for something. You can speak up to educate others. We all have the power to stand up for what's right. I want to leave y'all with a quote for you to follow in this 2017. The race is not given to the swift or the strong, but the ones who endure it to the end. This fight is not an easy fight. It's a hard fight, and it takes a toll on a lot of us because we do it from the bottom of our hearts, and sometimes we have nothing to give but our hearts. So, for all of you fighters out there that are listening, that are writing, that are calling, that are that are doing the work that needs to be done to end the war on drugs. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank everyone out there. We couldn't do anything without people. Yeah. How's your dad? So my dad is, he's doing all right right now. Um, We're down to... Um, 15 months until parole. So whenever it gets closer, we'll need some yeah. some help, some some support with letters and and stuff like that. So I will keep y'all informed on that. Um, his tumor is still the size of a grapefruit. His neurologist appointment is still over a year out. Um, he was sent to the hospital with chest pains again, and his Ooh. heart doctor appointment is still over six months out, there's not really any progress to his medical, and all he can do right now is be, like, on the on the work squad because in the prison he's at, you have to be within eight months of release to be able to do any programs like reentry into the community programs and stuff like that. So he's kind of just like a sitting duck doing time, you know? Oh, my God. What you know, like, and I, one thing I have to say and think, like we talk about New Year's and we're free, and we're talking about what we're gonna do this year and last year, and 
these prisoners are just still just sitting there, and it's another year in prison. That's kind of makes me feel yeah, a little like another year that's not productive. Like that's the biggest thing that blows my mind is we lock all these nonviolent people up who aren't animals, who were productive citizens in society other than the human mistakes that they made, and we just leave them there and we treat them like dogs and we treat them like animals and we give them no resources to be productive citizens when they come out. So there's no rehabilitation. That's where the cycle comes in where inmates are repeat offenders over and over again because by the time they've done a 10, 15-year sentence for a nonviolent offense, they have no idea how to live out here with us in the free world. Yeah, I, I, like, I just sit here and think, like, what's going through your dad's head? It's 2017, and he's probably like, oh, my God, really? I'm sitting here for the rest of my life in prison for a joint. I'm going through these all these people, all these problems, like, it just it just it gets me it gets me to like really think about um what our prisoners are thinking well, about today. Thirty one years. He he has spent this was his thirty second New Year's spent incarcerated for nonviolent drug offenses. The time that he's doing right now is solely for marijuana, but he has previous offenses of um drugs, only drugs. He's a, a nonviolent offender. <clears throat> But he he got clean. He did his time. He did the programs. He got clean. He was out. He got cancer. He got caught with pot. So all of the past mistakes that he made and made amends for them and cleaned up, they all came back to slap him in the face again with a 20-year sentence, which is life for him because he has cancer. Yeah, and that's his, his third. That 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 meant his third strike, right? Yeah, that it was either take the time. So right. I thought they so were. The, the, no, the district attorney presented it to him. The, yeah, the priors. Like, they can bring up the priors. Right. You're okay. right. Priors. They're not strike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. But they presented if it you were to him. Cali- if, if you were in California right now, Proposition 57 takes away the priors for sentencing. That's what I'm going oh. to report on now for my kids. Because now he got sentenced to an extra year for a prior, and I'm trying to get that taken away. Because now they've decided that since you've already served time for your prior, it should not be held against you. That's exactly what it should be, because you've already paid your debt society. So how right. does that reflect anything further in the future? So a law, right. uh, one of the laws that passed in Oklahoma on November the 8th was um, reducing a second offense of marijuana to a misdemeanor. So this was just Thomas's second offense of marijuana. So I'm hoping that um, when I get a few dollars, I can go inquire to an attorney about getting his time reduced because that affects him. It should have right. made a difference of his priors because they ha- were not marijuana to the sentencing that he got. But whenever he got sentenced, the way the district attorney presented it to him was you can either take these 20 years or I'm going to try you as an habitual offender and give you life without parole. Wow. So he took the 20 years. Oh, my God. We, I hope 2017 your dad sees freedom. You Period. know what? Like what early- scares me? It's like if we get to that, we get to freedom, where is he going to go? My husband's on parole, 
So we've already spoke to his parole officer, and she says no. Every time he gets out and goes to a halfway house, he goes right back to prison. So that the ultimate goal is to get him free, but then I'm terrified of what's going to happen when I do get oh him God. free. Like, is, oh, this is, is so he going to be on the street? Is he going to be homeless? Well, oh, my what? God. What? Yeah, I know. It's like a yeah, never, that, um, that's cycle, not the, so. you know that's not the only prisoner um, that these thoughts have came across that that this worry has been there. I, I'm not going to name any of the other prisoners' names right right off, but the concern is there for not just your father, but for some other prisoners out there as well. Um, so I, I've man, my dream is to to expand my nonprofit to be able to that would be my ultimate goal is to have resources for these prisoners that come out that are not just halfway houses, putting them in a bunch of group of other people who might not be on the same path as them, you know. It's hard to stay out and keep your nose clean when you're around a whole bunch of people that's not. Of right. course. It's totally ridiculous. They yeah. put me on 99th um, Central in a halfway yeah, house. Yeah, that would be great. Like, that's my dream, y'all. That's that's my dream. I dream about it at night. <laughs> mm. Keep dreaming about it, you guys, because your thoughts turn into reality. I mean, every every action has a thought behind it. So, like that's why I'm saying, like if you just keep thinking, thoughts are very, very, very powerful. And so just Absolutely. just keep focusing. We can manifest our future. You got to believe in it. Keep going. Never give up. Yeah, just keep keep it up, yep. Amber. Every night, all night, I do it. I do it. We just just change. Just focus on change, and we'll, it'll it'll happen. It will. Yes, ma'am. So, you ladies, I want to wish y'all a a blessed New Year's, and I hope all the viewers and listeners and everybody that participates have a blessed New Year's. I got my black eyed peas on for luck and my cabbage on for money, and we're going to have a good new year. Yay! <laughs> All right, hey, really. <laughs> Happy New Year to you. <laughs> Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Bye. Whew. Whew. Um, so, Stephanie, uh, for listeners, Amber. Amber Taylor with her, her her segment Drug War 101. I learned a lot. I hope you did, Stephanie. I know that was, oh, her I her segments are so deep. You know, and I love how she come on and give us you know what happened in 2016 with cannabis news. States were legalized in and all this great news, and then bam, the prisoners. Like, let's just release all the plant prisoners and make it legal all the way across the board in this stupid war and just wash our hands with it. But 2017. Yeah, be done. Well, um, Stephanie, we have 11 more minutes left until our next guest comes on, and we've got two callers I want to bring on in the next 11 minutes. One is I want to bring Mindy back on, and we have Dr. David Allen. I want to bring him on to say hi. So oh, I'm gonna bring him on real quick. Yay. Yeah, he's yeah. So he's been he's been on the show pretty much the whole time. So I just I, we've got to say Happy New Year's to Dr. Allen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. Good morning, Stephanie and Mindy and and everybody. How are you guys doing? Well, Mindy's Mindy's on hold. Mindy's on hold. You guys, I'm going to bring Mindy on real quick to say hi to you guys. Mindy? Hey. 
Happy New Year, Hello. Doctor. Happy New Year. So how are you oh, guys doing? Oh, we're all here together. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing, Dr. Allen? We're good. I'm doing quite well. It's a wonderful new year. And, uh, you know, new surprising things are going to happen. And who knows what's going to happen. Uh, n- not us, for sure. Well, I, for one, am pretty glad I don't know what's going to happen. I, I'd rather stay in the dark. Oh, no. Oh, no. You can't, though. Well, we, I'd like to I'd like to know. <laughs> well, I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to be out of prison. And I, I feel so sorry for the people that are in prison uh, for cannabis. Um, Me, too. And, uh... We need to stop this police state. It's crazy. It, it doesn't make any sense. And it's mostly run by people who don't smoke pot. Because people that don't smoke pot don't actually think normal. That's right. People, <laughs> that, smoke, people that smoke pot become normalized. And people that don't smoke pot have cognitive disabilities. And this is because... People that smoke pot can turn off their amygdala, which is the fear organ of the of the brain. And people that don't smoke pot have less ability to turn off the amygdala. Therefore, they have amygdalar hijack, which means they can't think properly. So amygdalar hijack causes them to have abnormal thoughts and and this has resulted in the drug war. It causes them to distrust anybody that's different from them, and it causes uh, racism and a bunch of other cognitive disabilities. So people need to understand pot smokers don't think the same as non-pot smokers, and it may be true that pot smokers are more cognitive and have more empathy than non-pot smokers. Non-pot smokers have less ability to turn off the amygdala and therefore have less um, empathy in general. You know what? You are you are a heart surgeon. You're a heart surgeon, so I hope our listeners are taking your advice and listening to every word you just said. Now go. That's what the drug war is based on. The drug war is based on fear, and uh, it's because of the amygdala. And people need to understand this is a a, uh, vestigial organ in the brain that used to be protective, but now it's just basically it has negative consequences in today's society. And when when, when you have fear, what happens is, you can't really think well because it, it stops you thinking and causes you to react. So you use your brainstem reactions more than cognitive uh, abilities to solve a problem. So whenever you get scared, you don't think correctly. And that's why non-pot smokers have cognitive deficits. Hmm. I love that. So everybody should smoke weed. Of course. If you smoke weed, it makes you more human. It makes you more empathic. Uh, and 
And, you know, people have understood that pot smokers didn't think the same as, as non-pot smokers. And it used to be used as a, all of those stupid pot smokers. Well, actually, they may be more enlightened because they, they're not in constant fear. And this is why, you know, Dennis Perone said all pot smoking is, is uh, medical. And that's exactly true. I would like to add the caveat that all pot smoking is medical, even if you don't understand the science. And most people don't understand the science. And so that's, regardless, why, that's why the government doesn't want us to do it, because they have no control over pot smokers. Well, uh, what happens is the government uses fear, so they don't want people right. using a substance that lessens their fear. Right. They want everybody on high anxiety, and they and, and because when you're when you're in fear, you have less ability to think. They don't want people thinking. They want people to do. So they they their whole basis is on fear, and that's why uh, Dr. Melamed says this uh, well. The people that are in charge of us are the uh, backwards-looking people, the blips. And they have this fear, and they want to control. They don't. They want sameness. They don't like any changes. And um, uh, so, cannabis is going to change our lives, uh, and no one can stop it. Trump can't stop it. No one else can stop this because of all the science that's out, and the the internet has caused this to happen. Uh, this. Right. Free exchange of information has allowed people to understand that the government propaganda is just propaganda, and that that cannabis is a new science because it controls this chemical communication system that all cells have that has to do with the control of metabolism, and that's why cannabis works for everything. Because once you control metabolism, you control every function of the cell. So you control cell division and cell differentiation. So you can control stem cells differentiating into different tissue types. Well, all right. Well, Dr. Allen, we got Jeff Mazansky on the line right now, who served 19 years of a life sentence. So. We're going to get to him, and I want to thank you so much for your expert knowledge about this. It's so nice to have you on. It's so nice to hear your voice on New Year's and help us bring in the new year. And we love you so much, Dr. Allen. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. I love you, David. Thank you, Stephanie. I love you, too. I'm so proud of you and the work you do, Stephanie. God bless you. And and I'm proud of you. For your son. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys, that was our favorite doctor in the history, in the country, in the world, Dr. David Allen, who was a former heart surgeon, who they took his medical medical license away because he recommended too too many people should be um, uh, smoking cannabis, and they didn't like it, so... Dr. Allen went to prison for the plant. And we love you, Dr. Allen, for your expert knowledge that you brought onto our show today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, next, we are he going to go to... my first POW that I wrote oh. to from my program. Oh, 
of oh, Elton. And I want to mention that jury nullification saved his life. So, yeah, yes, Dr. Allen. Go, Dr. Allen. Um, you guys, next we're going to go to Jeff Mazansky, who has been in prison for 19 years. And when the laws changed in Missouri, he was released in late, I think it was September or so, in uh, 2015. So he's had all 2016 to do some major things with his freedom. He's He's been a public speaker all across the country. He's traveled, I believe, to um, to Washington, D.C., to my state, all across the country, back and forth, up and down, and he works really hard in his state in Missouri to be able to change the laws there for medical medical patients. And this is Jeff Mazansky. Let's find out what's going on with him. We love you, Jeff. Good morning, Jeff. You're here live. You're here live with Stephanie and Kristen. Oh, hello. How are you doing today? Good. I'm good. How are you? Hi, Jeff. I'm doing good. Hi. Um, um, first, I want to wish everybody a happy New Year's. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, too. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping uh, this is a happy New Year for all of our prisoners. They should be out. You know, this is the year we need to make change. This year and next year, we should have our prisons emptied with, with all of our nonviolent prisoners. There's no reason not to. It's, uh, I agree. I agree. All right. <laughs> we're, we're actually gaining ground. Uh, since I've been out, we gained a lot of ground. In fact, here in Missouri, the uh, three strike laws that I heard you talking about earlier is no right. longer in effect here in the state of Missouri. Ooh. Today starts where nobody else can be charged the way I was charged. So nobody can get a life without Nice. Drugs. Nice. Oh. Right. So Dan cool. Reeds worked hard on that. One of one of the lawyers, and uh, it's it's fantastic. So we're gaining ground. I was kind of sad that we didn't get our uh, petition on the ballot last year, and you know we only missed it by a few signatures. The only reason we missed it is because people signed in the wrong district. We had enough oh. signatures; they just signed the wrong piece of paper. We oh actually had several, several hundred extra. It's just they signed on the wrong piece of paper. So we're trying again. Um, we just got the petition back from the Attorney General just the other day. We're getting it printed up, and we're going to start passing it around, get signatures. And uh, we're going to try and double the amount of signatures we got so that we are got that extra safety net because some people just don't know what place they're signed up to vote at. You know, you get different oh my districts. God. It's oh a my shame. God. But that's the way so it Jeff, is. What, what did you love the most about your freedom in 2016? What did I love the most? Being able to get with my family. I had grandkids um, that growed up. At, I only seen once or twice all the while I was locked up and they're grown up one just got married like a week or two before I got out. Well, um, so being able to be with them, being with my grandkids, great-grandkids, it's uh, so fantastic. And, of course, I really enjoyed learning what the cannabis industry has come to. I was really shocked because you don't get to hear all the news while you're locked up. All, all you hear right. is a few things on TV. So I was really amazed, and I was honored to be able to go around and speak across the nation in different places. 
and well, I was I was really excited to meet you. I was really excited to meet Seattle Hemp Fest this year. I, it was uh, it was fantastic meeting you, and of course meeting everybody else too. It's a really uh, really great. All the people working so hard to get this changed. Of course, we got eight states legalized one way or another last year. Well, let's do another ten or twenty this year. You know, ten or twenty. Let's get them up in two years. Let's get them all ready and get them ready in 2018. Get them all legal. <laughs> let's get it going right. And you legal know, by Congress. One, there you go. We can we can get things done by people actually sitting down and writing, not talking about doing it, but actually doing it. Writing our congressmen, writing our senators, writing our representatives, and let them know where we're at. Let's not forget our governors and our presidents. We actually write them a letter and show them that the people are interested and behind it. They will do something because the votes count. The problem is enough people ain't writing. There's so many that say they do write and don't. And I've seen it in all kinds of different things. We just, if all the activists and all the people that are listening around the United States actually sit down and write a letter. I know it's almost a lost art, but let's find it again. Let's put our words on paper and send them. It means so much to get this done and, and get things legal. And that's the only way we're going to get our prisoners out. That's the only way we're going to get these laws changed so nobody else gets locked up. Do you realize how many people get locked up every day, get arrested and locked up for cannabis alone across the United States? Wow. Every I minute. Piece where it's like every 11 seconds. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, that's insane. Yeah. How many lives have to be ruined because somebody gets right. locked up? And it's not just a prison. Prison is bad enough going through, getting arrested, going through courts, going through prison or state jails, either one. After you get out, your life is still affected because trying to find work that's on your records, and it's the first thing a lot of people look for, and right away, no, we can't hire you because you got a felony on your record. doesn't matter what the felony is, you have one on your record. Wow. So it's it just uh, a continuation yeah. of putting our men and women back in prison because they can't find work. Right. It's it's really crazy. It's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... You know, I urge everybody to get to look for these change.org fields and, okay. and sign for these guys that are in uh, because mm-hmm. it really helped in my case. People calling yeah. in, writing in, helped so much to get me out. And I always say I'm one of the lucky ones because I am. Mm-hmm. I'm out. But we have so many mm-hmm. prisoners that don't deserve to be behind bars that are. Yeah, for uh, sure. I brought the year, New Year's in happy, and then almost went to tears. And I started thinking about all of our brothers and sisters still locked up and the things they have to go through. Wow. <sighs> well, Thank we got 2017 cheers. coming up, Jeff, and I think that I think that you and I think your voice and I think your 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 presence makes a difference. Like you make me want to pick the pen and piece of paper up, and it, you make me want to march into the governor's office and tell them everything. That's what you make me want to do. And I might just do it this week. 
long. But <laughs> and that works. Um, that does work. I yeah, go down near the I, Capitol all the time. Wow. And that's what people need to do. Yep. It does well, work. I'm going to follow your lead. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I, if we if we could get all the people that truly smoke. And I'm even talking about the ones that are still in the closet hiding it because they're afraid of losing their job. To write, just think how we could change the world. Just think how we could change the United States. Yep, yep, yep. Well, Jeff, we're gonna we're gonna head out. We're gonna go, and we're gonna um, we've got about 25 minutes left, and we've got a couple people on the line that we've got to get to too. So, I want to thank you so much for. Every single year you spent in prison, and tell you how thankful I am that you're finally free, and I'm happy to have you. No, I thank you because of people like you and people out there that that are listening that actually got involved. Almost 22 years sitting in prison, it 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 was a miracle to me. Yep, for uh, sure. We need we need to give miracles to all of our other prisoners. I mean, it just. Nonviolent do. do not belong in prison. And, and just, yep, for sure. I thank you so much and thank all the listeners so much. Thank you too. Thank you. Thank you. Happy thank New you Year. Thank you for all your sacrifices. Thank you. Well, well, happy New Year to y'all. Take care. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye. And, and my love to all. Thank you. My love to you. All right. Guys, that Take care. Bye-bye. That was, bye. That was Jeff Mazansky, who has been on our show a couple times. Um, you guys should hear his show when he first was released. It's very, very powerful. And he's he's like um, George. When you meet him, it's like, are you really know this person? Is he really here? Is this, life is this beautiful? And it just reinstates how come life is beautiful, why we keep fighting for our freedom. He is so special. Thank, thank you, Jeff, for every single year and every single sacrifice that you, him and his family has made to our cannabis community. Um, so, Stephanie, our next guest is, um, well, we've got a couple here coming up. Um, we've got our next guest, which is Michael Scott, and he runs a group called Project PC, and we're going to find out what's going on with Project PC in 2017. We also only have 22 minutes left. After him, we're going to go to... Tom Corby oh, and get an update. Quick. Yeah. yeah, and then we're going to go after Tom Corby. Um, all, all this has got to happen be- before 11, hopefully. But after him, we've got Jeff Eichen, who just called in. I've just sent a couple Facebook messages from Jeff, and he's got an update from the Lifers documentary that he wants to give. But we literally don't have a lot, a lot of time. So um, let's go. This is Project PC, and Project PC, it stands for Positive Change. And what they're trying to do is positive change in the cannabis community through education on a lot of different levels, the medical level, the um, activist level, like all different ways. They're making all kinds of stuff in order to educate people through flyers and media, and they're just a really, really good group. Um, so we want to find out what they have planned in 2016-17. Um, this is Michael Scott. Good morning, Michael. You are live here with Kristen Floor and Stephanie Landa. How are you doing this morning? Good. Happy New Year's. Happy, Happy New Year's to you, too. Uh, I've been yes. seeing some uh, cool pictures of you guys busting your butts. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> we very, very busy, and uh, boy, it's 
looking at what's ahead for 2017. Uh, we were actually trying to figure out how we're going to get it all in. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> uh, our dance cards building up very quickly. So, but yeah, thank you again for having me on. Um, we are going to continue, uh, like when we spoke with you last time, on uh, like the things you were talking about, working on our mission, trying to continue to um, get out there, spread the word. We're working on a book, um, well, a couple of them right now that we were working on before, but we're getting close to releasing a medical book that will be going into hopefully children's hospitals and other places that educate parents about um, what they can do for their children. Uh, that's a big issue, as you know, with Megan Holt that's part of our group with her child, Maddie. And, uh, yeah, you know, they're lost. They don't know what to do. And uh, obviously one of the best things in the world that they could possibly do for medically fragile children is uh, cannabis. Um, so that's one of the things we're working on with that. And the next one that's coming right behind that is a booklet on uh, for veterans uh, trying to help stop the uh, uh, suicide rate that happens every day with uh, veterans for what they go through. Um, then we'll have others. We have a whole list of things that we're working on to do that besides creating our media, our videos. Um, and as you know, again, we've been all over the place. We've captured things that are going on with the politics. Uh, we're capturing uh, scientists, researchers, doctors. Um, you know, the, we went to Montana this last year. We were at the Hemp Fest with them. We were in um, Oregon, uh, Boston. So this year, the same, we're going to be expanding out uh, what our efforts, uh, continuing that. So we'll be in Colorado uh, for, what is it, the, uh, I can't remember now, all of the names of the, the organization. Oh, man, you through. guys are busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're trying our best. You know, again, I was able to come in a little late there, but I was listening to some of the other speakers, and, you know, that's it. I really feel, obviously, part of my story that I shared with you guys last time is that I, when I woke up and realized what was going on, you know, for myself and many others, it's not even an issue at all about, you know, enjoying the effects of it to get high or whatever, but it's it's a medical, uh, you know, it's something that's been taken out of our lives going back to uh, the early 30s, hemp and cannabis, and if folks out there could understand, I mean, daily now we're getting folks coming asking us, oh, so-and-so's sick or whatever, what do I do? You know, they're lost. They don't understand. And half of the information or more is not true that they even know. Uh, but at least folks are waking up. And that's, again, part of our mission is hoping that we can start to, you know, give them this information. And my path of doing this over the last several years, it's been amazing to meet with these doctors and scientists and researchers and patients. And Things that they thought before a couple of years ago uh, have expanded or changed somewhat because we are really seeing a lot of, you know, true documentation of how it's affecting people, how it's helping them. So uh, uh, wow. we're going to keep doing And we're involved in the politics again. You know, I ran, of course, again as a state legislative representative this year, as I did in 2014. Yeah. Uh, of course, I didn't win, but I, as a libertarian, <laughs> <laughs> but I did get over 28% of the vote, almost 12,000 people Good in our job. district. Good job. That's big. 20%? Yeah. Yeah, over 28%. Yep. And we're, 
involved now, so I'm officially, and so is Megan from our group, signed up as a lobbyist for this year so we can fight for human rights. Um, you know, part of that, of our mission. So we're going to be working on stuff to try to help change some of the laws that they did to us in Washington State, try to get some ground back uh, to help out uh, every way we can. So, I mean, we're not a political group per se, but, I mean, it's one of the you know, elements of that, of what we're trying to do in the bigger picture. And, again, we originally had one of our bullet points is politics of what we needed to address, and then we realized quickly that we needed to change it to human rights. And this really is a human right issue, obviously. It's a natural occurring plant that helps us in so many ways. How is it right for anybody to tell us otherwise that we can or cannot use it and harm other people? I mean, come on, people going to jail for something like this? It doesn't make any sense, obviously. So it has to change. And thankfully, we have all these people like your show and those folks coming on and others that are working hard. But I want to encourage folks, please, if you have any, if you're hearing this, please help any of our groups help. Get, and you can do anything. I mean, it's not just monetary. I mean, obviously, money's always an issue for us on things, but work on social media, um, you know. Um, uh, anything you can, volunteer, like our events we're doing, we need folks to come out to help man the tables and, you know, help share the information that's going on. Uh, reach out to folks, like you say, for, that are incarcerated or your veterans, anything, all of this stuff, we need to be back to being the true family, which it feels like in our society that's been a big deal. We've been separated and we are not able to do the things we need to do. We need to come back together as a family, and we can do this. We can change it. We need to make positive change in our world, right? Well, right. I'm down. I'm, I'm down. Um, <laughs> I'm in Washington with you guys, so when you guys get out there to lobby, let me know. I'm, I'm a good um, – I can convince people. I'm pretty good at it. So um, let me know what I can do as far as, like, helping at events and stuff. My group, we, we need tables, and we do stuff at events, too, so we can coordinate in different ways. But I definitely want to be involved with you guys more during 2017. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of groups out here in Washington that aren't as united, but this one sounds really, really promising, I, especially because of the focus that you guys have with the education. That, that really inspires me. I like it a lot. I love it. So um, thank you for thank your you. group. And it's, and it's, a, it's a growing, expanding uh, venture. So, yeah, and it's, that's what we're hoping is more folks will keep joining ours and other groups and expand that mind trust, you know, figure out ways that we can help get involved in every way that we can to make this change occur, right? Yeah. Higher learning. Tell Megan <laughs> All right, well, Definitely thank you. higher learning. Stephanie's <laughs> from California, so she, does, she this group isn't um, in California so much. So are you well, guys possibly going to be? Yeah, we, we, again, we're hoping to expand, and we're looking for folks in other states. So, uh, actually, I just came back from the Emerald Cup, uh, you <laughs> know, just before Christmas as well, and uh, ongoing uh, some documentation I've been doing in California. So I've been tracking multiple states of what the issues are cool. that have been going on for cannabis specifically. Um, so, yeah, again, we're looking for any assistance in that. We want to continue to set up other, you know, project positive change uh, groups in in any state that will <laughs> have us at this well, point. Well, <laughs> I'm in L.A. Uh, 
she she does the emerald cups and stuff. So next time you're in California, um, yeah, next time you're in California, you should see Stephanie's group. It might um, meet Stephanie because she helps a lot of prisoners with commissary, and she was in prison too. So um, I hope you guys you guys should connect someday if you're when you're down there. That's awesome. Let's do that and uh, connect somehow or other before that, uh, Facebook or whatever. And people can get okay. to us, of course, at projectpc.org. Um, and, you know, you can send a message to Michael Scott at uh, projectpc.org, uh, too, if you want uh, to get through to us. So, okay. Yep. Thank you, Michael. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you guys, too. See you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, All right. Bye. bye. All right, you guys, that was Michael Scott with Project PC. I love them. They're a new face in the movement. Um, They just kind of popped up last year, so I started noticing them. And it's a really refreshing refreshing group out there. I really like them a lot. And the next group, or the next person to come on, we're going to have Tom Corby. And then we're going to have one more. It's going to be Jeff Eichen. And we've only got 11 minutes, so... We're going to have Tom on first, and then we're going to go to Jeff um, and find out what's going on in Northern California here with Tom, who is the Human Solutions Chapter Leader, and um, he organizes court support and prison outreach. And he's got some good news uh, regarding, so let's talk about Eddie and all the defendants in the prisoners in Northern California. Good morning, Tom. Top of the day. Uh, Hi, Tom. Hello, uh, Steph. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to thank thank Tristan, Steph, Mindy for another great historical show. And by the way, folks, these shows are historical. Uh, I want to wish wish everybody the best in 2017. And as always, our goal and vision is to deschedule, no schedule on cannabis. We know that the Controlled Substance Act was illegal in the first place. To find the end prohibition and free all our nonviolent prisoners as Jeff Mazansky brought out. And what's that say? Jeff Mazansky, Eddie Lepp, Dr. Fry, Dr. Allen, all these prisoners of war, which they are, also our defendants. What do they say? How important these letters are that they're not forgotten in there, that mail call is the most important time of all. We ask that you write a prisoner today, also clemency letters, uh, letters of character reference. These letters go a long ways. Uh, It was so great and an honor to see and hang with Eddie Lepp again. And shout out. (laughs) Uh, I just <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> uh, uh, what can I say? I could expound and talk for an hour or so just about Eddie Lepp. Uh, he's he's uh, he's looking pretty damn good for seven and a half years in Colorado Federal Prison. Uh, again, I have all these return letters here, a box full. Jeff Mazansky, Eddie, uh, all of them, and they all thank us so much. Uh, and it really actually helps them get through in there. 
uh, Dr. Allen will tell you to wow, those letters from Stephanie Panda helped him so much. Uh, what else can I say? Oh, so, uh, Heidi Grossman, bless her heart. Uh, she, her reports on this halfway house is unheard of. Uh, staff will tell you, uh, Dr. Fry will tell you, and Fresno is at these halfway houses. And I hope Chris Williams up in Montana is half as good as how they're treating it here down in San Francisco. Uh, uh, director and his uh, probation officer are treating him so good. I cannot believe we spent so much time with Eddie Christmas party uh, down in Sacramento. I thank him for inviting us. It was an honor. And also Dr. Molly Fry for having us over for turkey dinner. Uh, I could talk for two hours here. I'm trying to cut to the chase. I see that uh, Paul Free also, uh, when we talk about these letters uh, uh, on clemencies and pardons, uh, well, uh, he had his uh, sentence reduced uh, to 30 years. He's already served 22, I think Christian said, and he might be out in a year or so, and maybe even sooner. Let's hope so. Craig Cecil. Mm -hmm. Frank Mike Harris, uh, Becca, uh, Kathy Z, and all the folks uh, on his letter. Uh, what it is, it's a, a reconsideration for computation and clemency. Uh, we've already read, wrote, been writing Craig Cecil for about four years on this computation, which they turned down. And and why did they do that? Uh, my letter to, to Craig here uh you can write uh, when you write. You're going to actually be right, right in the White House. Dot government. Uh, it's also <clears throat> uh, you can write, write the White House directly too. Uh, I, I just like these emails. They, they work really good. Uh, it, uh, my letter to President Obama. It has come to our attention that said prisoner Craig Cecil always put their number. Five two nine four eight zero one nine has been denied computation in his case, to which seems unfair. In that, although he qualified under the strictures of Clemency Project 2014, supported by that group and others, as we understand it, when the prosecutor's office was asked by Pardon's attorney office about possibility of clemency for Mr. Cecil, the prosecutor and attorney claiming to represent him. Uh, which Craig says he didn't even know about it. Sentenced instead of clemency, which Cecil was tricked as he never heard of said attorney never agreeing such a deal to have a uh, reducing his sentence. We ask that the president re, uh, reconsider Mr. Cecil's sentencing competition on life sentence for a victimless crime again. No victim, there's no crime. Uh, the sentence him as the outlay in the crime. Moreover, that he gets a fair shake in this important matter of his precious life being on the line. Uh, we asked uh, we asked that the president, uh, Mr. Cecil, sentence compensate sentence for a first victim crime. The sentence, yes, okay, that that you that you 
thank you for your time and reconsideration of Mr. Cecil's computation and hopes you can see it's time to set Craig free. He served his 50 years for an unjust crime that hurt no one. Mr. Cecil would not be a liability to society, but rather an asset, and we will vouch for that. Uh, appreciate Lady and sincerely yours, Tom and Donna Corby, in the day. Uh, these letters are so important. Uh, uh, so write the president, the president today, uh, not only for Craig Cecil, but for our, all our uh, prisoners out there. Uh, Northern California up here, uh, there's so much going on. Uh, basically, what's happening to all these cases, uh, even considering last year on my calendar, uh, it's pretty empty in December. Uh, but, uh, I always bring Joseph Tully in, uh, our top uh, trial attorney. Uh, what's jo- Joseph tell everyone to do? You, know, you keep throwing every kind of motion from 995 dismiss motion, probable cause to search motion. Uh, you throw the pitches motions, uh, turpitude motions, uh, subpoenas. You throw everything at them, which he is doing up with the Benos. Up in uh, Shasta County, James Benno and his boys. Uh, also with Nick Moran, also now has Joseph Tully uh, here in, in uh, Oroville. Uh, he's doing the same thing. Uh, all these cases, uh, Pierce, Lyons, Shelby, um, Moran, and Benno's all took them on to trial. Uh, they're oh, all going God. on in, into January now. Uh, you could go to the uh, Human Solutions dot uh, org calendar. Uh, you can check all the dates and come with court support. So important. Uh, <clears throat> uh, next week we have uh, Wednesday. We have Eric Pierce at one thirty a settlement conference. That's at number one Court Street in Reno. Uh, not Reno. I'm going to Reno. My daughter's up here. Excuse me. Uh, right here in Orville, uh, number one Court Street. Um, Chris Williams, yes, uh, halfway house in Montana. I'm just looking at my notes, and I know, and I want to bring out here, uh, uh, Christian, uh, your dad, uh, Richard Flores, uh, going uh, doing with uh, the garden up in Montana, and uh, I just hope that uh, uh, R.I.P. your dad, Richard, uh, sorely missed, and uh, hope he's treated good in the halfway house. Uh, what else do I have here? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance Glor, uh, uh, it's, uh I want to thank his mom, Tracy, uh, for standing strong for Lance. Uh, I hear that they have him in, down in the hole, and they're trying to make sure that uh, the PD uh, gets that taken care of. And uh, uh, I actually have uh, a, a return letter here from Lance and a card. We sent him a card, the letter. Uh, this is this is why it's so important to report you need uh, when you get these return letters back. Uh, Tom and Don, I just want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you for your support. I am proud and humbled to be called your friends. And, well, so we do become friends. Uh, one team, one dream. Happy holidays. Love, Lance. Uh, then a letter uh, the day before. Hey, guys, just want to write. Quick letter and wish you both very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Also want to express my extreme gratitude. Here it is, the gratitude 
how important it is for your unconditional 100% support through this nightmare situation, which it is, I am being put through. I am ready, humbled to have your support and friendship. I am still remaining upbeat and positive and strong. That's so important. And I will be free again soon. Sincerity, Lance Gore on Team One Dream. Uh, also, uh, in Northern California, right here last week, uh, Michelle O'Hare, uh, she had her sixth hearing. Uh, it's just a simple vandalism, minor vandalism charge, which is actually a misdemeanor. Uh, they're still pushing it. So thanks, Saul Hanson, one of our uh, good PDs up here in Butte County, taking them on actually to trial. I said, we don't go to trial for misdemeanors. Go to taxpayers. They always say wasting taxpayers' time and money, disrupting lives and families with these dog and pony shows that go on side to school. On inside this courtroom uh, And don't forget to breathe As my wife would tell you I'm just looking down at all my notes uh, Any of may Again I'm going to bring out This is pr- very important One of the good things About AMA is that the, uh, Most of these cases uh, Have been reduced to a misdemeanor What's that say Now we've got a misdemeanor We don't go to trial for misdemeanors we don't go to prison for misdemeanors. Our whole goal and vision is that no one should go to jail for a plan. Think about it. Totally with the diversion. Now we can get a Wagner dismissal on this misdemeanor after the, after the defendant completes his probation and pays his fine. It's so important to get the dismissal on the end when you're all done. A spongement's not good enough. That kind of screwed my wife. I wouldn't have made that deal now or let her. Uh, I want to thank everybody today as I'm winding down here looking at my notes. never want to forget about jury nullification. If there's no victim, there's no crime. Most folks don't have a clue, so we need to educate, not incarcerate. Uh, I want to shout out to Eddie Lepp again. I'm looking so forward. Uh, We're we're working on getting together again, and... uh, uh, and uh, all the folks on the front line coming together to help and prohibition for all our POWs and uh, join join us at the Human Solution International dot org and check our calendar out. Also, freedomgrow.org with Stephanie Landa and uh, POWs420.com. Uh, you can get a list of prisoners there and write a prisoner day. You'll be glad you did. Uh, Joel, uh, and uh, I wanted to ask, uh, uh, Christian, uh, did you say that folks that miss the show, they're always asking me, by the way, many people miss these shows. Uh, I don't think I can wait another month. Uh, I get so far behind. Uh, uh, is there? Can you give a, uh, your email uh, where people can go to get the past shows and your archives? Did you talk about Yeah, it's um, I used to go to Voices of the Cannabis War, Voices of War, Blog Talk, and there's a list of all of our past shows that we've done um, there. And my email address is fresh, F-R-E-S-H, fried, F-R-I-E-D, okra, O-K-R-A, at gmail.com. And we do have a website. It's voicesofthecannabiswar.com, but... Yeah, it's I pay for it every single month, but it's not actually up and running quite yet. We've got the main part of it down, but 
we we can we're going to be going on there to putting links to our show on there soon. We just need a few more volunteers to help because time is sacred right now because I'm working quite oh, a bit of hours. Yeah, so we do have the capabilities there to make it go further, but it's it's just in the works. It's been in the works for a while, but we're we're going to get it. We're getting it there. But yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Tom. We like, appreciate it. Yes, I would like to end by saying one more thing. Uh, Dolores Hellman, uh, she's an RN. Uh, you've probably seen where she, she's uh, with the American uh, Cannabis RN Association with Michelle here. Uh, we're writing a letter to CBS News. They've been writing uh, letters. Uh, they've been bringing, putting stuff out on, on pot and weed. Uh, my letter is to bring out the truth on cannabis. Uh, we're writing this letter. You can write uh, CBS News at, take this down, really simple, evening at cbsnews.com. Uh, Dolores has an outline here, and I've added to it some of the things that you could talk about. Everybody that's using our medicine, whether it's on a medicinal level, whether you're a prisoner, uh, whether you uh, ending prohibition, uh, you can let them know how you feel. In the first place, what you want to do, uh, Dolores said, is thank CBS. Uh, they won the Alfred uh, one DuPont Columbia Journalism Award, uh, and congratulate them. Uh, in part, the investigation, which busted a huge pain cream fraud against vets, if you might have heard about that, I actually heard about that, uh, and they stood up and uh, thank him for that, and, and ask him them to dedicate an investigated journalist to the real story on cannabis, not pot, not weed, uh, and then not cannabis, and not marijuana. That's marijuana. That's made up in a song to scare you. We use cannabis. And to let them know that, did you know that there's 50 plus uh, in, uh, prisoners in for life without parole for this plant? Uh, Craig Cecil's already spent 15 years for a victimless crime and uh, unjust years. I added Craig Cecil here. Um, my wife, Donna, and I in our 70s have been using MJ, well, cannabis for 50 years. Think about it. 1967. Uh, uh, I've been rubbing uh, uh, the, the the rub uh, from uh, Willow Creek uh, Springs. Uh, the really good rubs. There's many of them on Donna's back for years, and it's it's cured the cancer on her back. Uh, and, and Dr. Allen brought out on the medicine uh, how people. Uh, I feel more normal when I when I. Uh, when I when I use the medicine, even when I drive, uh, for without cannabinoids in your system, your homeostasis will be out of balance. Uh, so again, we ask that educate, not incarcerate. To Google in uh, uh, cannabinoid science. Uh, okay, thank you. Also, you can bring out uh, the, the NFL. Uh, Charles Woodson with Dallas. And a lot of the players that came out on Fox News, I have, I actually have it recorded. It's quite a show how they're using these pain creams, and they're using the uh, CBDs to help with their pain. So we are gaining momentum. Excuse me. Uh, 
to end prohibition. Uh, okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. So you can write that, and then I, I said, tell the truth about cannabis, and I, I said, being a NorCal chap, uh, regional coordinator. Uh, the Human Solution International, and I put .org so they could go there. Volunteers are going. Vision is to schedule, no schedule, our sacred cannabis plant. Um, it's a medicinal herb, in fact, and any prohibition free and herb. This is how I ended my letter. I just got an outline. I haven't had time. Been so busy through the holidays. And no Happy New cannabis. Year to you okay. and Donna. Uh, Happy New Year to you and Donna. You too. Thank Thanks you. for letting all the time. And uh, uh, thanks all those on the front line uh, coming together. Uh, right. And don't forget to breathe, as Don, my wife Donna would say, thank you all today. Thank North you. Time. Have a good day. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay, you guys, that was Tom Corby. And what he was talking about was Dolores, Dolores Montgomery Hamblin. She was going to come on our show last month, but she couldn't make it. But this month, she just wanted me to let everybody know, and Tom, Tom let everybody know, to write a letter to CBS News. Um, and they received this award, but let them tell them the truth about uh, prohibition. Um, her husband died um, recently after being incarcerated. He was a caregiver, and they, they treated him like crap while he was in prison. And so her voice, she really wants to end prohibition, and she wants your guys' help to write CBS, uh, send them an email. The email is evening at cbsnews.com. Thank you, Tom, for bringing that up. Um, next, we have one more guest on the line. We are going to go to um, Jeff Eichen. He's going to give us a very quick update because right now we're nine minutes over time. Um, after our nine minutes over time, or after Jeff, we're going to do a special closing uh, for our prisoners. We're going to do some rest in pieces and give some pay some tributes to some people who aren't here anymore. And I'm going to talk a little bit about um, Chris Williams' release, and I will. We'll, we're going to do the rest in pieces pretty quickly today because we're in overtime. But here is Jeff Eichen. Um Good morning, Jeff. What's going on with the Lifers documentary? Hello. Okay, maybe he's not that one. There's two three six zero numbers. Hold on. Hey Jeff, is this you? Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, can yeah. You hear what's, me? What's, hi Jeff. Yeah, I can hear you. This is Stephanie and Chris. Hey, happy New Year! Happy New Year, my uh, my activist uh, babes. You know the green the greenness <laughs> will shine this year, and um, and I have a little message for everybody. Yeah. What's up? You ready? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, lifers wishes lifers wishes all plant prisoners freed and nonviolent prisoners also to bring them home. I sent President Obama my latest four minute video this week to the White House, and I dream for global prohibition to end, and I will do my best to raise restitution, that means for all freed plant prisoners. My life's project is to tell all stories and to set the war on drug prisoners free and welcome you all home. Lifers and I are coming in to get you all. CBD will be freed and available for every child and patient also. The changing of the guard will not slow lifers down. Keep the faith, the faith all, everybody. Happy New Year. Pray tuned uh, with lifersthemovie.com. And keep sending the White House letters, everybody. I love you, Jeff Mazansky. And um, that's all I know. I just, um, my life Yay. is dedicated to releasing every prisoner. Yay. Yay. Go, 
Let's do it. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and I was well, dancing to Seattle's High Council last night till two in the morning in Port Townsend. Well, I heard about that. Nice. What was it? So you're back from uh, Colorado, and you're you're getting your. I was in Standing Rock in North Dakota, and um, in oh, Montana, a lady with a. A lady with a cattle bumper took my Volvo out, but we're going to go back and get it in March, and we're going to weld that baby back together. Okay. <laughs> well, so thank the, you, the, Jeff. The, the, the aliens keep trying to get me, tr- trying to keep taking me out, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for you ladies and for all of our prisoners. Yay. And we got a lot of events coming up, and um, we got a march you should probably come to and hang out at this coming in a couple months, so... I'll let you know what's going on, and um, you can hang out with us at the at a couple of these events, and we can we can do our thing for our lifers. Well, keep me posted. I'm there with you. I love all the work you're doing, and um, I can't do it alone. And so I'm going to be starting my fundraising campaign to get me uh, to Terre Haute. I want to I want to get Craig Cecil. That's next. Nice. Oh, that would be cool. I hope it works. Thank you. If you need my help yeah. with anything, yeah, let me know. So let's, yeah, I'd love to get in to film Jeff, uh, Craig Cecil. He's my next on my list, and um, I'm raising the funds to do that. And um, I just know, you know, changing of the guard will not slow our activism down. It'll just make us more powerful to unite. You know what you should do? You should send them uh, the BOP a message and ask if you could interview him. Get the permission. I can guarantee you once you get the permission, raising the funds would be easy. But um, oh, without we'll a talk doubt. about that. I thank you. Yeah, we'll do. We'll we'll talk more about it on the radio here. Okay. And um, and you know, if I make enough funds, um, I'll bring you with me. I want to go bad. You you know you need somebody extra. You need you know you know you need me. Oh. You can we'll carry my lights. I'll pay my own way. Okay. 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 Um, just raise your raise your hand. You're in. When we do, Craig, we're all going. It's well, we gotta submit. To we gotta get the letter together. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's do, do that. Let's, let's work on this. Let's get a letter yeah, together. Craig is next. Mm-hmm. Craig is next, everybody. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, yeah. Like Stephanie was just saying, it's really hard to get in there, and I don't know if they're gonna let us in there, but we we gotta try. Right, but with my track but, but, record and with filming Jeff Mazansky and and all the paperwork I have, my credentials and everything, I'm on a little bit of a momentum. I think I have a chance more than most people. Okay, the feds okay, don't good. care though. Like they're really, they don't care what anybody <laughs> says. They don't want to be exposed. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. It's. The system allow uh, will allow some media here and there, and I'm really gentle, and um, and I think we'll get in. We'll we'll go get Craig. I promise. Okay. Okay. okay we'll try. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Well, Have life a happy is new dot com, everybody, and happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. That was Jeff Eichen from Lifeless Documentary. So, Stephanie, we've been 15 minutes into overtime. Is there anything that you think we forgot to cover before I go into closing? 
I don't think so. My kid is calling me wildly, like every two seconds okay, okay. for the last fifteen minutes. Well, I do the same thing every time. So if he calls, you just go for it. I'm I'm going to be um, closing us out. So okay, bye everybody, and thank everyone out there because we couldn't do anything without people out there. Like every yeah. time you do anything or have a thought, even if you just think a letter, it's going to get there because your thoughts yeah. mean everything. So. Yeah. Don't forget them. They're in prison. They're not dead. Kristen, and thank Stephanie, you so much. To, you're welcome. No, thank you for your help. And if, if anybody out there wants to donate it to Freedom Grow, Stephanie will put your money straight on commissary books for prisoners, and it's freedomgrow.org, right? Right. My phone number is 818-652-7891. And call okay. me if you need me. Yay. Thank, thank you, Stephanie. Kristen. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, and thank Have you. See you in 2017. Yep, which is today. All right. Okay, <laughs> cool. <Bye>. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bye. 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 All right, you guys, I'm going to start the rest in pieces. I'm going to, I'm going to, when I, when I do my dad's rest in peace, I'm going to talk about Chris Williams and his release. But first, um, I'm going to remind everybody just like Tom said, jury nullification is very important. And a lot of our lifers who are serving life sentences um, right now um, are serving life sentences because they went to trial and the jurors found them guilty. Well, one out of 11 jurors can say not guilty and keep that defendant out of prison for a life sentence. Save them from a life sentence. In fact, save them from any sentence at all. And it's not just with cannabis because jury nullification, it helped end slavery and it helped in alcohol prohibition, and it can help in now. All we have to do is refuse convict. If you're a juror, know about your jury rights. If you believe that the law is unjust or wrong, and you don't think it should be applied in a particular case, you have the power to say not guilty. It is that simple, and you cannot be, um, you cannot get in trouble for your verdict. You cannot be, they cannot come after you, nothing. It's as simple as not guilty. Okay, it's also as simple as not snitching. We had everybody out there, because when you go to trial, everybody in the case snitches, and you're the one getting the finger pointed out because you're the one that went to trial, and that's how the feds work. But if you say not guilty, you stop snitching, they don't have anything against you. If they, they don't have the snitches, they don't have a case. So just refuse to snitch. Yeah, you might go to jail, you might go to trial, but if everybody just blogged up the trial system, they, everybody, we, the war would be over. The whole drug war would just collapse, not just the cannabis war, but the whole entire drug war. So um, not guilty, stop snitching. We'll end the war right away. Next, I want to say rest in peace um, to Eugene Fisher, who used to be the host of this show. He died in 2016. He is a man who stood up for himself and others by trying, when he got out of his 25 years of his life sentence, he fought for every, all the other prisoners that he left behind by being part of the group, the human solution. And then he went to start his own group, this one, the Val, um, where we talk about the prisoners on the weekends. We get the radio show. Um, that's what I miss about 2016 the most is Eugene. I, I miss that man. He was a good friend to me. He was a good friend to Stephanie, Mindy, um, George, all of us. He means a lot to us. Next, my dad, rest in peace to my dad. It's 2015 now. 2011, the raids happened. Hasn't even been five years yet, but 
Like, he's still there. He's not really gone. But, you know, his business partner, Chris Williams, who was just recently released, um, after my dad died, Chris went to trial. His other, my dad's other partners, business partners, they snitched on Chris, and they're free. They never even spent one night in jail. Even my mom went to prison. But anyway, the, the, the federal government tormented and neglected my father basically to death, them and, and the prison. And I don't care what they, they say. They killed my dad. Okay, so after my dad was killed, Chris Williams went to trial. He was sentenced to five years. He was facing 96 mandatory minimum years. And after his trial, the first time in history, the prosecutors offered him a deal to say, hey, we'll give you these five years if you don't take this case and uh, take it to the next court. And so Chris agreed because otherwise he would, the judge would have no choice but to give him 96 years. So his, year, his five years were up. He can't, he can't um, write it anymore because he agreed to that, but he got out, and he, um, December 21st, and he was put on a bus and sent to Montana, and I, I had a, I got to see Chris between that time, and he was really grateful to be out, to smell the fresh air, he said thank you to everybody who has helped him, um, he was really anxious to be able to get to see his son, he was really glad he got a good meal, he got a haircut, uh, his freedom just meant the world, to him and he is in a halfway house right now he is um doing good he's kind of on lockdown he can't make too many phone calls for about a week or so but we're hoping to have him on the show in the future as well um if you need to know anything about chris let me know and i'll, I'll get you the information but um chris is okay and it's a good thing um so next i'm going to say rest in peace to gary shepherd and mary jane jones they were both shot down um, over 20 times by the federal government over 20 years ago. Gary died that day. Mary Jane Jones lived another 20 years and just recently passed away. They left behind uh, Stephanie Tice, who's one of, the, one of the greatest activists I've ever known in my life, and also uh, little baby Jake, who is also one of the best activists I've ever known in the world. Um, their contributions to our country lasted well after their death. Um, so the federal government, you know, they couldn't be stopped, even with bullets. Also, rest in peace to Jack Hare, who's a close friend of Eddie Lepp, who was just recently released. Jack Hare wrote us a book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes. I'm going to urge everybody to read the book from front to cover, and you'll find out why this conspiracy is going on with the federal government. Next, I want to say rest in peace to Peter McWilliams, who was on probation in, for cannabis that he used to help his nausea. Well, apparently, Peter... Um, was passed away choking on his vomit while he was on uh, probation because he couldn't have his medicine. He's also a civil rights activist for all kinds of different groups. Um, and he wrote books, inspirational books. Check them out. Also, rest in peace to Bill Lamorte, who was a prisoner who has served over 20 years of his life sentence in prison for cannabis. And on the 4th of July, a while back ago, over five years ago, he died right there in the prison yard from major heart attacks. He was close friends with Eugene Fisher, former host of the show. Also, rest in peace to Larry Harvey, who fought till his death trying to free his family and help all of us. He's facing many, many years in prison as well. Also, to Dee Young, to giving us Adam. To Curtis Cecil, um, who is Craig Cecil's son, who passed away. Craig did not call in today. Hopefully, he's okay. Um, also, to Spency, Coptus, and Cashy Hyde, two old children who are using the medicine to help kill their brain tumors, well, when their caregivers got raided, they didn't have access to the medicine, and their their brain tumors grew, and they passed away in the war. Also to Bernardo Funo Martinez, also to Elaine Sammons, 
also to Kevin Black and also to Oscar, who is uh, Eugene and George's friends, who they say he went to FCI in the sky. Um, I know I did that fast and I did not do them justice, but it's the first of the year. So please, please remember them. Um, and um, as far as this show is concerned, they will never be forgotten. I'm going to play a song. It's from Real One. It's called It's Just a Plant. Check it out. And thank you for listening to the voices of the Cannabis Wars radio show. Fiber, 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 fiber
the emperor wears no clothes, please read it. Don't run from the tear, better believe it. Have to play it from hell.